What a great joy it is for us to be together and share the good news of God's Word. And we've been in a series called Reset. We're wrapping that series up this weekend. We've been reviewing our lives, our individual lives, our life as a community of faith. We've been asking God to renew, revive, and regenerate. We've been praying for that revival of the name of Jesus to sweep our land, but Lord, let it start in us. We believe that we are on the verge of something great, and we want to be aligned with God's Word and God's Spirit. We've been going out to the fuse box of our life, and we've been looking to see if any area has been missing power, and we've been resetting the fuse, reconnecting. If our relationship has been off with Jesus, like Peter in John 21, we studied how he re set that relationship. If our thinking has been off, we studied Romans chapter 12, and we looked at how we can renew our mind. If our strength is weak, we studied Isaiah chapter 40 and learned that there is supernatural strength beyond our natural strength. If you missed those messages, I encourage you to go back and listen to Reset. But today, we're coming to the top of the fuse box. In my house, there's small fuses, and then there's this big fuse at the top of my fuse box. It's called the main breaker. If you turn that off, everything's off. If you turn that on, everything has at least the ability to be reset. We're going to talk today about resetting our life. Jesus called it the born-again experience. It's based on a deep spiritual truth that God wants life to overcome death. We see it throughout the story of the Bible. We see it in the opening scene of Genesis, when the earth is without form and it's broken and it's void. You could say, we were a broken planet. What does God do? He speaks life into darkness. He brings light into hopelessness. We see it in the life of Jesus. In fact, the story of the Bible centers on Jesus' death, his burial, but that's not the end, his resurrection. It's life coming out of death. If you are listening to this message, you are alive because of this principle. If you ate anything this week, Here's what happened. Somewhere, somewhere in the world, a seed went into the ground and it died, but it didn't stay dead. It brought life. It grew a plant. And either you ate that plant or you ate something that ate that plant. It is the very fabric of our lives that God is restoring life. And we're going to look into Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to talk about new lives for old, the big breaker at the top of our life to make sure that's happened in our lives, but then to see some of the truth that flows out of that. It's a one-time event, but it means there's an ongoing work of God's Spirit and grace as we move towards renewal and revival personally and prayerfully for our whole nation. I hope you're praying for our nation in this season. Hey, this open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, and it starts like this. It says, if, okay, pause there, if. 
So this isn't for everyone, but if you will learn the truths of what Jesus taught Nicodemus in John chapter 3, you have to reset your life. You have to be born again. If you accept Christ, understanding that on the cross, he died and took away all your old life so that you could have a new life. If you understand that, then you have been raised with Christ and your life has lived at a higher dimension. You can set your heart, your mind on the things above and you can understand a new way of living. We've looked at verse two. We won't repeat it now in this series, how our minds are renewed as we set our minds on things above. So the first verse, there's a raising with Christ. In the third verse, these are important words. You have died. But you say, Scott, I'm feeling okay right now. I'm still breathing. This is the truth. This is the great reset of life. That something goes into the ground. Something is given up in order for us to receive the new reset. Now, this experience of putting off the old is continued as Paul talks about this. And the first thing we want to talk about is putting off the old self. He says that don't lie to one another. That's, that's good advice right there. He says you have put off your old self or your old nature. You've let it go. Maybe you've heard the phrase, uh, you're dead to me. You ever hear somebody say that? You're dead to me. It means usually there's been a, a pretty bad experience between two people. And one person has just drawn a line in the sand and saying, you are dead to me. I don't want to think about you anymore. I don't want to know about you anymore. I don't think that's a healthy thing to say to people. But I think it's a good thing to say to the old life to put off the old. Now, our Bibles are open. The Word of God tells us the things that we have put off. I just want to remind you, if you look in verse 5 and verse 8, there's a listing, and we could extensively drill down on it, but I'd like you to just look at the things that we have put off. Here are things I would love you to say, you are dead to me because I'm dead to you. I've given up my old life. I've put that off with the strength of Christ. And now I say to sexual immorality, sexuality outside the bonds of marriage, I say to you, you are dead to me. I say to impurity, impurity, you are dead to me. I've put that off. I say to uh, sinful passions, you are dead to me. I say to evil desires, you are dead to me. I say to covetousness, wanting just stuff to satisfy us and wanting what somebody else has. It's a form of idolatry. I say to these old things, you are dead to me. Because if we keep energizing them, if we keep trying to put on the old stuff, it's like creating zombies in our life. These things are dead. That's what Paul says. We flip the switch. You know when you take the breaker, you pull it all the way over. It's dead. And then the new life comes. So he not only lists these things in verse 5, in verse 8 he says, we say anger. Anger, you are dead to me. Somebody needs to say that today. You are dead to me. I'm not going to be ruled by anger. The scripture tells us that anger gives place to the devil. I'm not going to do that anymore. I've put that off. Wrath, which is just anger 
at another dimension. Malice is that bitterness. You need to say to bitterness, bitterness, you are dead to me. You, you could say it right now. Maybe that's been an issue this week, this month, this year. Maybe it's in your, in your soul. If you look at it, just say, malice, I've put you, I'm dead to you. You're dead to me, malice, because I'm dead to you. Slander, talking about other people behind their back. Obscene talk and obscene language that comes out. We say to these things, I have put you off. Now, there's a, an experience in our life where we come to Christ and we say, Christ, I'm accepting your new life. And in order to receive your new life, I'm putting off the old life. I have a friend that loves to uh, help homeless people and ministers with homeless people. And one very cold day, they were out working with the homeless and they, they saw a man, they were moved with uh, compassion. And this man had a really old, old jacket. It had, more, it had more holes in it than it had material. It was cold. And my friend felt, I'm going to take my jacket. It's a new jacket. He said, hey, I want to give you my jacket. It's new. I just got it a few weeks ago. I want to give you my new jacket. I want, you, I want to give you the new. And the homeless brother took the jacket and just put the new jacket over the old one. He never got rid of the old. Well, here is so important that we realize these things are dead to us so they don't have power over us. We can't keep holding on to what doesn't work. That's why we've come to Christ. We're not just adding Christ to everything else going on in our life. We're saying, I'm coming to a fundamental change, a reset of my life. When you gave your life to Christ, or if you're going to give your life to Christ today, you are resetting. You're saying, I'm laying those things down. In a few weeks when we baptize people, we'll be saying, I lay those things down under the waters of baptism. That old life is leaving so that I can rise to a new life. That's the next principle he talks about. Now, these happen simultaneously. Putting off the old and putting on the new happen at the same time. When we say goodbye to that list of things that Paul says, we're saying hello to everything that Christ has for us. Put on the new self. And as we put on the new self, as we have that life reset that we think about even now, I remember when I asked Christ into my life. I prayed that prayer. It was a reset of my life. But here's what happens since then. Once we've reset, we are being renewed. Now, in the language, original language, and even here, it's a continuation. Some translations say continually renewed. So once we've made the decision, I'm laying down the old, I'm, I'm with Jesus now, now we are continually renewed in the knowledge that is after the image of our Creator. We, we are constantly being renewed in knowledge. The Greek word is epigenosis. And it's important. It's not just um, book knowledge. It's not just reading a scripture. It's not just hearing a story. Epi means upon. Gnosis means knowledge. It's knowledge that is connected. It's personal knowledge. This is why we talk about having a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And that's not a one-time event. 
we say yes to Christ, yes, he comes into our hearts. But now we are renewed. We are growing in our epigenosis, our personal relationship with our creator. And what was lost in the book of Genesis when we were created in the image of our creator and lost that because of rebellion, now that's the renewal that God wants to work in all of our hearts. He wants to renew the image of God in your life, in your home. He wants you to say goodbye, and that's why we have to open our hand and say goodbye to the things that aren't helpful. I'm letting you go so that we can receive what God has for us. And he has things that are empowered as we're renewed in this epigenosis, this knowledge, this image of our creator. There's just another listing and we could spend a long time, but let me just roll through this. We are renewed and we grow in unity. He just says, once you are renewed in this way of thinking, this way of living, you understand that it's not uh, Greeks or Jews. It's not circumcised or uncircumcised. It's not barbarian or Scythians. That was like really bad barbarians. There were barbarians and then there were really bad ones. It's not slave or free. Christ is in all and we're all together. Here's, here's the, the great truth. The, the more you grow in the image of our creator, the knowledge of our creator, the more you understand it's not other people, but it's one another. When you see people, maybe I could add this in this season, there's not Republican or Democrat. It's not seeing the other, it's knowing this. We are all in this together. Jesus says it, in as much as you do it to the least of these, and I don't know who the least of these is for you, but in as much as you act towards them, think towards them. The more you are renewed in your knowledge of our creator, the more you understand it's not us and them, it's us. And as you do it to the least of these, you're doing it unto Jesus. This brings us together in our homes, in our churches, in our communities, and we need a revival of this truth in our nation a revival of unity. We are constantly growing in our compassion. He says, put this on as you put on this new life. It gives you a compassionate heart. It's filled with kindness and humility and meekness and patience. It just means this, that as we grow to know God, it's not book knowledge, it's heart knowledge. If you just know a lot of facts about God, and you're not growing to know him, you need to let God touch your heart. And as you grow in the image of God, your heart becomes more compassionate for all people. You're not categorizing people and saying, well, you are worthy of my compassion, but you're not worthy of my compassion. No, no, we are compassionate towards all of God's children. We are growing in forgiveness. As we grow and are renewed in the knowledge of our Creator, we grow in forgiveness. And here's the challenge, that we would forgive as God has forgiven us. Jesus hung on the cross and he looked down and he said to those precious people that were there, that were murdering him, he prayed for their forgiveness. And they heard him pray for their forgiveness. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Forgiveness breaks the chains. 
When we ask for God's forgiveness, we break the chains of sin in our life. When we offer forgiveness to others, we break the chains that hold us down. And as we grow in our epigenosis, the renewal of our knowledge, we are just becoming more forgiving people. We grow in love. Purposes above all these things, put on love so that you can live in harmony. And harmony is not us all being the same. There would be a very boring song if when our worship team leads us, they played one note and there was only one instrument playing one note. Here's the picture. As we understand God more, as we're renewed, we put off the old, we're putting on the new, we're being now constantly renewed. Our hearts expand to say, hey, we need your note and we need your note. And we need you to be part of our, our symphony that we are putting together for God. And we grow in love. And lastly, he just says, hey, you grow in peace. Let the peace of Christ rule your heart. And when that happens, you will be so thankful. You're not in this world by yourself. You're part of what he calls the body of Christ. That's reemphasizing that uh, truth that it's not others, it's one another. You are not in this world alone you are part of an extended family. And the more we understand our Creator, we understand, hey, we're all just members of His family. We have a different note to play. We have a different voice. We have a different texture, a different flavor. But we need your flavor. And that's why it's so important that you allow the Spirit of God to come to you where you put off the old and you can put on the new because we need your flavor in our world in the family of God. And so he talks to us and says, hey, you're going to be in peace. You're going to have that Hebrew word, which I love, shalom. There'll be a completeness, a wholeness to your relationships, a wholeness to your life. And then he wants us, once we are growing in this knowledge of God, he wants us to share that with others. This new life that you've been given is not just to be held to yourself. He says, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to let the Word of Christ dwell in you. That shows us how we get to know God. The Word of God, the Word of Christ. We study Christ's life. We study His story in the Bible. And the more we study that story, not just with our head, but with epikinosis, a relationship knowledge, a connected knowledge, then we want to move to teaching. And I'm not saying you have to be a teacher but I'm saying your life is teaching people. Everybody is a teacher. Not just those who stand and, and lecture. You're a mother, you're a teacher. You work in a garage, you're a teacher. People are watching your life. And he says, I want the word of Christ to, to, to leak out of you. I want you to admonish one another. That means to have logical conversations with people. I want you to share this good news. Now, we're wrapping this series up and we're about to begin a new series next weekend. It's called Hope is For You. What we'd like our community to know is that God is for you. He's not against you. Our church, of course, filled with the knowledge of God. We have that new life and we're being renewed in these truths. We want to let them know God loves you. And here's what I want to really challenge you to do during this series, is to invite people and include people. I know it's a, a time for our world to say, hey, how much socially can we be together and what's safe? But, but we still have to let God's good news be 
taught and admonished. So if you invite somebody and they say, hey, I can't come, say, that's great. Could I do a watch party with you? Could we watch together? Could I ask you a few questions after? Hey, how did you enjoy it? Did it challenge you in any way? And I just want you to just to share the news of Jesus with people around you. Teach and admonish. Recently, one of our uh, team here, Tommy, was pumping gas. And he really felt in his heart to talk to the person beside him. He resisted it a little bit. And then he started to share with Michael the good news of Jesus Christ. It's been revolutionary. I'd like you to watch a little bit of Michael's story. Hey, uh, I'm Michael Zook, and this is my story. Um, So I was on my way to work just another day. um, Pulled up to the gas station, filled up the vehicle. This guy pulled up next to me, said, hey, I gave my cordial greeting. How you doing? Um, Once I was finished filling up, I went inside, grabbed my cup of coffee, took a little bit, came out, and I noticed that that same guy was still there in his car, but as I was getting closer to my vehicle, he throws the car in reverse and just hollers out, hey man, I was wondering if there's anything I could pray for you about. And we got to talking. He asked me if I knew the Lord and I told him how I grew up in the church and I knew God and asked him to be my savior. For the entire, for my entire childhood up until just after I left high school, I was very active in my church. But for the past decade, I've done nothing but drift. And when Tommy took hold of that moment, I knew at that moment that God was really speaking to me and calling back. So I just felt like that was the time to be vulnerable. Um, Tommy went ahead and exchanged numbers with me told me he was having a young adults meeting that night at his house. Uh, I showed up and that sermon changed my life. It's just been the most amazing time ever since. God has just been blessing me with a new job, amazing friends, people that care, a a great community. I couldn't be more thankful for the blessings that I have today. A couple weeks ago, I actually went ahead and rededicated my life to the Lord, and I'm super excited. Uh, In a few days, I'm gonna take the step I never took, and I'm gonna get baptized to let y'all and the whole world know that I'm a follower of Jesus. Wow, isn't that amazing? Michael's life is now laying off the old, picking up the new, because someone chose to admonish, to have a conversation. You don't have to have all the answers. Just share the knowledge you know. Just tell people, here's what I know. I love the story of the blind man. They were asking him questions. 
about Jesus. He said, I don't know everything, but let me tell you what I do know. Once I was blind, and now I can see. You can always tell people about your knowledge of the Creator. You don't have to have a complete knowledge of the Creator. We're all growing in that. We've made that decision. But just tell them what you know. And let this be a season of inviting and including people consciously, intentionally. Let's not let this be an excuse not to invite the revival that our nation needs. Let this be a season where we say, okay, we've laid off the old life. We've picked up the new life. We're, we're growing in the knowledge, becoming more like our creator. And we want people to know how good that is. So first of all, let me just encourage all of us to open our hearts to Jesus. Just open your heart. Even now in this moment, in a fresh way, open your heart to Jesus. Maybe somebody's opening their heart to Jesus for the first time or for the first time in a long time. This is the time that we say, Jesus, I open my heart to you. I, I, I repent. I, I let go. I die to those things that have kept me away from you. I lay off the old life and I receive a new life. I receive that right now in Jesus' name. And if you pray that kind of prayer, your life will be completely revolutionized. Hey, we'd love you to let us know if you are making a decision for Jesus. We'd love you to just, just text it in. Just text the word yes. And, and we'll, wherever you are, We'll send you a free ebook to just encourage you and, and help you to grow in the Lord. Or if you need prayer, we're going to do everything we can to let life be reset, revived. This is not a season for us to back up. Can you feel it in the air, in the atmosphere? This is a time for God's people to arise. I just want to challenge you not to shrink back. Remember that God has given you a new life. And let's pray for others. Maybe there's some people that you want to pray about before you share. Just text the word prayer to our number 941-260-1321. And the Spirit of the Lord will be with us as we agree. Our prayer partner, you praying together, it will be revolutionizing. And let me just encourage you, my dear friend, to let your life and your light shine brightly. Let's remember that we are raised with Christ because we've let go of that old life. Don't let the enemy keep bringing that old life up over and over and over again. Just say, if you want to say it this week, you are dead to me. When that idea comes, that concept comes, you are dead to me. And turn towards Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm saying yes to you. And as we do that, the image of God will be impressed in you a little deeper. And as the image of God is impressed in you a little deeper, that image will be seen and read by all the people that are around you. That's how you teach. Because the image of God is so deeply pressed into you that people see the creator, the power of Christ in and through you. Hey, thank you for spending this time. Let's keep, maybe you want to read uh, this incredible chapter over again, Colossians chapter 3. Let's keep growing in God's word Let's keep moving forward. I just want to say, Lord, bless our friends that have been part of the message online. Bless the people that will be here in-house at 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock. And may the Lord keep us all 
being constantly renewed about the knowledge, the epigenosis of our Creator, and let's all become more like the Lord. I bless you in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name, you are very blessed.